As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime, streaming with Paramount Plus. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show. With Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to give you the lowdown on all things basketball. Today, we've got some celebration in store and some news on the WNBA side of things so plenty of things to talk about today and of course play that with it or quit it game you guys like so much bj you ready yes true i'm ready to go all right he's ready let's go firstly we're going to talk about some dirk nowitzki dirk nowitzki the legend out in dallas the longest tenured dallas maverick the longest tenured player in nba history with one franchise with 21 seasons Dirk had his jersey retired uh, earlier this week. So, BJ, a a phenomenal night for uh, a well-deserved superstar. And, you know, just just an incredible atmosphere. You know, they didn't do it at halftime. They did it after the game. So, a lot more time than you would actually get during a halftime period. Mm -hmm. So, a lengthier time after the game. And it was just a... Big time ceremony. A lot of team, a lot of team members from the eleven team were there. Mm-hmm. You know, his wife, his kids were there. Holger was there. Cuban was there. You know, you know, a lot of different people were there. Anybody who was anybody, even, even Silver was there. Right, and Silver was there. Uh, Maps won, won by seventeen against the number one seed, or I think the number one, one of the top yeah, seeds they, in they were. the West, and. It is just – it was just an all-around great night. Did you get to check it out? And and uh, what was your favorite part about the uh, jersey retirement? Yeah, I was able to see uh, most of the ceremony. I got to watch parts of the game. I thought for some reason, um, and maybe I uh, heard this wrong, that they were going to do the uh, ceremony before the game. Um, I don't know why, uh, why that was something that I had heard, but – ended up being after the game. And like you said, it gave them more time to be able to properly honor Dirk and, and, you know, get, get to have the ceremony and, and, uh, and everything that goes along with it. Um, I, I love the, the statue, uh, you know, the little tiny one and, and Cuban had a line in there. He said something about, 
the budget was a little tight so this is the actual size it's going to be or something like that i thought uh, that, yeah. that was funny um uh, i like the design of it i'm i'm i can't wait to see uh the full size uh statue in front of the aac at some point because that's that's one thing about the american airline center and i don't i mean obviously you've been there drew i've been there um that's one thing that you you don't see at the AAC like you see over at uh, some of the other stadiums uh, in the DFW area and at other uh, arenas uh, around the league for sure is you don't see any statues outside the American Airlines Center. You don't have a Mike Madonna, for instance, to honor the Dallas Stars. You don't have Dirk's statue out in front of the American Airlines Center. Um so that's it's it's well overdue. It's long overdue, in my opinion. Um, you know, you you run it kind of want to have you know more than just this this big building uh, signifying you know what has gone on and and uh, and what what special moments and players we've seen uh, with the Dallas Mavericks and with the Dallas Stars, especially uh, with the Mavericks and and with Dirk. So I, I thought that that was very well done. And I just overall, you know, it, it's I can remember his last game and and the the ceremony that uh, with uh, when that went on uh, three years ago now, Drew. I'm, I'm losing track of time, almost three years at least. Yeah, uh, you said since he retired. Yeah, the when he had his last home game, the ceremony they they um, had for that. That was 20, uh, 2019. Yeah, so it was almost three years now. Um, yeah. It wasn't quite as star-studded as, as his uh, last home games ceremony was, in my opinion. But I think it was more – it honored his, you know, uh, his connection to the team more, this, this, this uh, you know, jersey retirement num- or number retirement celebration as opposed to just – since he's active and, and one of the legends of the game. Right. Appreciate that, by the way, Angel. Um, yeah, Dirk, you know, um, fantastic. You know, I can't believe it's, you know, been almost three years now since he's been, yeah. he's been done. Now that you mentioned that, um, it was it was crazy that, you know, I got to be in the same locker room as him at, at one point. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, didn't get to talk to him or anything. So that's, that's a bummer, but, you know, still got to be there, which is still a cool moment that I always remember, uh, in, yeah. uh, in, in, in my lifetime, but Dirk, you know, one of the greatest to ever do it, man. Uh, you know, NBA champion finals, MVP, MVP, member of the 50, 40, 90 club, um, 14 time mm-hmm. all-star 12 time all NBA, you know, just, one of the greatest, you know, just simply just one of the greatest. Yeah. And heck, if not for those last years where he had, you know, lesser playing time and was kind of aging, you know, he didn't have the highest, you know, points per game. You know, if he'd have kept it going, his it wouldn't have dipped. So, like, so when, I, when you see the big, you know, career stat for Dirk, he says, you know, just barely under 21 points a game, like it's 20.7, I think. And I was like, what? And I was thinking about, just thinking about Dirk, you know, how many buckets he got all the time and just – you know, yeah. those later those later years were just a, woo. It was, it was it was a slide off from you know what we were accustomed to, uh, you know, by a long shot. But uh, that's still one of the still one of the best to ever do it. You know, we always there's always that Dirk KG argument. You know, Dirk greatest power forward or or whatever. And uh, 
know some people have that, you know, gabs in the building. Uh, yeah, there's there's always those arguments by Dirk about you know where where he ranks and and everything with with that. But you know, it's just it's difference in opinions from everywhere. But we know the greatness of Dirk. We know you know he deserved everything he got through through the Mavericks and you know the way they treated him and uh, you know he'll he'll never be forgotten here. You know. No, that's, and and that's and that's another thing, Drew. Uh, you know, Dirk just being the guy that he is and being the team player that he was and, and still is, and his association with Mavericks is not over by any stretch of the means. Um, you know, you look back at what he did, how selfless he was for the team, you know, making sure that he wasn't asking for more money than he thought he was owed so that he could help the team improve by having more money available to bring in help for, for him. And so he didn't feel like he was having to do it on his own. Uh, all his seasons were spent with Dallas, you know, every single one of them, he was on the same team and he, he did win that ring in 2011. And, you know, instead of just going and and chasing rings with a different team, he stuck it through, through the good years and through the bad years and, and wanted to, to, you know, remain loyal and true to, to Dallas. And I mean, it just, there's no reason why, you know, why and I don't think anybody dislikes him, but I don't think there's a reason that you could dislike him, especially if you're a Mavericks fan. You might not like the team that he played for. If you're, you know, the Spurs Mavericks rivalry uh, when Parker and Ginobili and Duncan were were playing up against Dirk and Jet and and um, ah, good and, and Stackhouse, yeah, those those that. Uh, the, when both teams were really good in like the 07 season and they had to play for the conference semis instead of the conference finals. And that just felt like it was, should have been not just the conference finals, but it could have been an NBA finals because of how good those two teams were. And in fact, um, they, because of that series, they ended up changing the NBA rules so that uh, you could uh, have, you know, the, if you had the second best record, in your division and in the league, you'd no longer be the, you couldn't be any worse than the uh, four seed, you know, or you, 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 the division winners could, could drop down and not be one, two, three, regardless of record. So if you were the second best team in the league, but there was a team that was better in your division, you could still be the two seed and face them in the, the conference finals, as opposed to, you know, playing in the conference semifinals. So, yeah. um, I just I can't think of any reasons why uh, people wouldn't like Dirk and and why anybody would not feel that Dirk was not you know fully deserving of of. Do you the know anybody that doesn't like Dirk? I don't think so. That's what like, I'm trying to think. Like, is everybody yeah. like? Does anybody even like remotely bash his game? Like, I know like he doesn't get attacked as a person, but like, any, does anybody even go to this game anymore? Does everybody just sit back and be like, you know, this guy was a baller? Yeah, I think, and I think re, uh, retirement has helped people kind of realize how good he was. I think people used to try to criticize his his game and, and, and attack him for it, but I don't think so now. I think people have now kind of come around to, you know, realizing how good he actually was and, and not trying to, you know, tear him down, basically. Um, they should. As they yeah, absolutely. Respect absolutely. Greatness. Respect it. Respect the greatness. Respect, respect, respect it. Respect it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, love me some dirt, man. Oh um, yeah. Definitely. Uh, all, all my best Dallas Mavericks memories. Um, 
come from Dirk and, you know, everything he brought to this team and just all the memories of that era, you know, he, he was in it the entire time that I've been alive, you know, I've been a Dallas yeah. Maverick. Um, so, um, you know, a, a, everything involved him pretty much, you know, the ups, the downs, you know, all of it. And it was that smiling face, you know, that, that great dude, you know, um, and that high iconic shot, shot from the wing. Yeah. Yeah. The iconic shot and, you know, just, just everything that came with him, just all around great guy. And, you know, and he brought us all those wins. That was always great too. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, great dude. Definitely uh, deserved it. You know, great, great retirement ceremony. Shout out to Mark. We're always doing him uh, well. And uh, you know, 41 yeah. forever in the Raptors. 41 forever in the Raptors as it rightfully should be. Forever in the Raptors. Yes. And uh, I'm pretty sure like, you know how players from the, the Dallas area go to different, uh, you know, team games and stuff. So yeah. like, uh, I'm pretty sure like Dirk has a, uh, a Stars jersey. You know, mm-hmm. it's good. You know, people that love Dirk yeah. and you know, people that are also hockey fans, lucky, lucky for these guys. Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the service has been great. And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. Yeah, Drew, that's right. Thanks for bringing up hockey. I was going to say, I've got three weeks. I'm counting down the days until I get to see the Stars play again. Uh, You know, sports books might not be available in your state, but there's nothing to worry about because everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with just their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Drew, last week we were just talking about this, and wouldn't you know it, the news drops. Who's the new head coach of the Las Vegas Aces, but none other than (sighs) Becky Hammond? Cheers, BJ. You got it. Thank you. Yeah. You got it, I mean, I... I wish I was the only one that uh, that had had said that that was a possibility, but I mean, I I'm feeling really good right now. Becky going to Vegas and then Sandy going to New York. I'm I'm on a roll. Yeah. I might I might have to retire after this season, Drew. <laughs> Can't right, get any better than going. that. But yeah, should have used should have used DraftKings to put some money down. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, Becky, yeah, going to going to the Aces, you know, a very interesting move. But, you know, some Aces fans for the longest time uh, for the past few years have been clamoring to get Bill out of there just because his style just hasn't fit. You know, team has made the finals, you know, been really successful, won a lot of games, uh, haven't got a championship, but, um, you know, he was yeah. still, you know, doing the job. But, you know, yeah. apparently, you know, Aces were like new regime. Uh, once the executive got out of there, they were like, dang, I guess – Time to, you know, just usher in everything new, it seems like. Um, you know, multi-time executive of the year, by the way, who was, who was there previously. But, you know, she gets to go in and do things her way. You know, she said she was about, you know, ready, you know, to, to have her own team. So, I mean, you know, when she's saying that, she's ready to go. She's been in basketball her entire life. Um, you know, ever since she retired, she's been with the Spurs. You know, she's going, you know, through the rest of the Spurs season, right into the WNBA season now. Um, so, I mean, she's always been within basketball. You know, it was at this level and then the NBA, and now she's back here. And, you know, a, uh, a perennial player like her, um, you know, just add to the list of coaches now. And now the coaches are becoming more female in the WNBA again. Um, so now we have, you know, multiple player uh, coaches, um, uh, mm-hmm. former WNBA player coaches, uh, you know, Vicki Johnson, now Becky Hammond, uh, so, uh, Becky's gonna do good. I mean, she's gonna, she's gonna be inheriting a really good team. So, I mean, like, yeah. it's not like she's going to the bottom of the barrel trying to, you know, fix the Indiana Fever or something like that. Yeah, uh, you know, just I mean, no offense to the Indiana Fever, but they've just been struggling <laughs> ever since Catching's been gone. Period. Yeah, but I mean, she's she's going into one of the best teams in the league. That's been one of the best teams in the league for years. Um, she doesn't really have a whole lot to worry about. It's just about like. You know, hey, are you guys going to like my style? Um, they're going to fit in with her style because, I mean, like, uh, her style is going to be the newer style. I mean, Bills was old school. I mean, it's different. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the threes yeah. as much. Uh, Majesty's going to be like, yeah, shoot that thing. Shoot it. Shoot the ball. And uh, it's going to be a completely different style Aces team than we've seen in the past. We're going to like it. Uh, it's probably going to be one of those general favorites for everybody. You know, people were liking them anyway because, you know, Sun, Storm, Mystics, but you know, Aces are going to be a lock-in for people now. You know, Becky Hammond, people like Becky Hammond. Uh, anybody that's a Spurs fan coming over to watch the WNBA, they're going to gravitate to her because they know her. Uh, but you know, it's, been, it's, it's been a crazy move, BJ, because I remember, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think she was going to come to the yeah. I thought she was going to stick it out out there, but – you know, and, you know, but when it's your time, you think you're ready. You think it's your time to, you know, come take over a team. Then it's your time, and you yeah. know, you get a chance to go back to the league that you were at previously, where you grew up as a person and player. So, um, she had plenty of years at the professional level to really kind of get things to, you know, kind of get her coaching regime together. Uh, you know, been in all the practices, meetings, and all of that. Yeah. So she's ready. She's ready. Yeah, uh, and and Drew, I saw this article that said that uh, Hammond leaving for the Aces proves that the NBA's glass ceiling is impenetrable or something. I just was like, that's a stupid take. I, I wanted to get your opinion on that because I don't think that it's, you know, impenetrable. I think that it's not the right time, but it will be, and I think Hammond will be the one to to break through it. But she wanted to get herself you know she wanted a team she wanted to start coaching she wanted to you know start running a team her way and show what she can do when it's her team and you know then when 
Popovich is ready to retire, as we kind of were talking about last week in the last episode of the show, um, that she's like, hey, I'm ready. I've, I'm proving it here. This is what I can do. So hold on. Ask me this question again. So I'll make sure I'm getting this right. Okay. So I just wanted kind of your take on the, uh, uh, at least what I, the headline I read of the article, which is that uh, Hammond going to the Aces kind of proves that the NBA's glass ceiling is impenetrable or something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not going to say it's impenetrable. No. Uh, It's just unfortunate that it hasn't happened yet. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it definitely, it pushes back that timeline significantly. Um, Since she's going to the WNBA, because I mean, if she finds success, why leave? Even if a job comes open, like if you just won, like, let's just say, for instance, she takes over at the Aces, they win two of the next three championships. Mm -hmm. And then Pop's like, I'm retiring. Do you leave after that? Like, do you come over here, get an adequate amount of success, and then leave? Or do you come over here just to kind of fill time and then eventually leave? Uh, no matter if you win or not, like, do you have to win to think you should leave to go to the NBA or does it matter whether you win at the WNBA or not, whether you go back? I don't think you have to win. I mean, she was considered a candidate for Portland's job in the off season. Uh, and she hadn't really had a chance to prove herself as a winner yet. So I think this is just her saying now is the time I want to take on a, a new challenge. I want to be a leader of the team and, you know, if it helps her down the road in, in terms of, you know, getting back in the NBA, I, you know, I don't necessarily think that, um, I mean, unless it's just kind of evident that it's not working out and the the common denominator is Becky, which I can't imagine that being the case. Uh, I think that's about the only reason why she wouldn't be considered just because if, you know, if, if she was considered a candidate this past offseason – and at some point, Pop will retire, unfortunately, because, you know, we're all not going to live forever and Pop can't stay coaching forever, unfortunately. Um, at some point, you know, they'll the Spurs will need a new coach. And unless it's just something like, you know, there's out rumors or allegations or, you know, some substantial evidence that it's a toxic locker room, and the reason that it was is because she came in as opposed to, you know, before with Lambeer in charge. Uh, I I think that she would still be a great candidate regardless, even if they're not finding, you know, immediate success in terms of winning or championships, which I, I can't imagine. She's got a really good uh, base to start off with. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if bringing her in elevates the aces to the point where they could – uh, be in the finals this year. So, so what I'm thinking is, as far as that that, uh, that ceiling you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, it's only I think it like nobody else is going to be able to slide into an NBA gig before Becky, probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. may, there's a possibility of some coaches out there. You know, like Christy Tolliver is with the Mavs. I mean, she's mm-hmm. not going to get. Dallas's job probably, but no. she's still out there as an assistant coach. Uh, Spoon is out there. Um, so like, I thought she was going to get that job. She had a chance to get that Pelicans job. But they didn't mm-hmm. get that to her, but I don't. I don't think it'd be realistic to say that she's going to get uh, 
you know, one of the head coaching jobs um, before Becky comes back and gets hers. Because, you know, Becky put in, you know. The time and the effort. Yeah. Years. And, you know, she, she didn't get one. Um, so we'll see what it, it would take Spoon to get one over there. But, you know, uh, Becky's got time before she comes back. Like, uh, what's the quickest you think that Becky would leave the league to go back to the NBA? Kind of put me on the spot. Um, Good. <laughs> I say three years. That's a good. That's a good number. I, I think three years is is a good, you know, kind of base to to start off with, and I think Pop will probably coach for two or three more seasons. Uh, you know, health, 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 health yeah, health, health. Of course, uh, you know, sustaining as as we. We all hope that that he stays healthy and, and has that desire and drive to continue coaching, um, but I think I think she stays at least three seasons, and then uh, if the if the timing's right, if the timing's there, then then she could come back. She probably she probably would would uh, you know have some opportunities. You know, there there might be some teams in the NBA that want to interview her this off season. Uh, before she's even had a chance to get one full season under her belt. I don't think she'll leave, you know, middle of the first season, but I, I think three seasons in the WNBA before she would come back. Becky back to the Spurs in 2025. Okay. I think Ooh. so. All right. I think we'll so. Or, or before the 24, 25 season around oh. that time. So, okay. well, sometime in 2025. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting once, uh, you know, things ramp up for the league here in uh, a, a week, BJ. Yeah. A week, you know, next weekend, you know, it's going to be a lot of negotiations going on through the league. Yeah. Uh, beginning of February, you know, things get signed, you know, player movement happens. Um, a lot going to be going on. A lot, a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot so, of stuff to talk about. Coach Hammond be a little bit busy, you know. Coach Lambeer, I think, is still helping out with that though for for this year. But yeah, uh, and he, you know, did he so, take that front office job, or did they ever announce that? Oh, um, I don't. Oh man, he got to. I have to double back because I think he he is in the front office position. Okay, I, that's what we talked yeah. about last week. Is that he'd probably move into that front office role, and that yeah. she'd come in and coach. But I hadn't heard anything for sure about him. I just heard the news, obviously, with with, with Hammond. Uh, nah, oh, don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've seen it, but I, I, I can't remember off the top. Um, okay. Yeah, not right now, anyway. But, uh, but yeah, Becky Hammond going to be interesting. You know, like I said, WNBA going to be really interesting uh, coming oh, yeah. up very soon. Um, but coming up even sooner than more WNBA news, BJ. Yeah. With it or quit it time. With it or quit it. With it or quit it time. And it's my turn to ask Drew five questions. And he has to answer whether he is with the the take or he's going to quit the take. If you're new Mm -hmm. to the show, of course. All right, Drew, are you ready? Yes. All right. Number one. Number one. Going to be in the NBA for this one. Uh-huh. The Dallas Mavericks Ooh. are going to retire another number before they would retire Luka Doncic's. With it 
or quit it? And if if you're with it, who would it be? Um, with it. Okay. I think that uh, they might retire the Jets jersey. That's exactly who I was going to ask if you thought who, who would be next. Yeah. Um, probably. I can't think of anybody else that would that would be there. I mean, like if Tyson Chandler stayed there for his career, maybe. But uh, Kid is a coach, maybe. Kid is a player and a coach. I don't, mm, I don't know. No. But he didn't play as much, but nah. so he didn't have a number to retire. No, I don't. Uh, no, no, kid. I think he Berea, really, for all his Berea, no, no. I th- I can't think of anybody else that it would Just be other Jason, than Jed. You know, put yeah. up a lot of, you know, a lot of milestones, the top the three point ranks, a lot mm-hmm. of scoring. Yeah, probably the Jed. Nobody else. It's got to be Chet, but you're going to say yeah. with it, and they will retire somebody else's number. Yeah, with it. If Jet of the field. I, I think it'd have to be. I think you'd have to take Jet. But what if they don't even then, anybody's though? Like if they decide yeah. not to take Jet, then they're not doing anybody's. Yeah. Until Luca or somebody. I'm gonna say with it though. They're, they'll do the Jet. I think. I think they they should retire the Jets jersey. All right. Jason's Number Jet. two. We were just talking about her, Ooh. Becky Hammond. Ooh. Leads the Aces to the WNBA Finals this season in year Ooh. one. With it or quit it? With it. Yeah, I'm with it too. The Aces are already tooled to go back right now. Yeah. They even, I mean, they have like, you know, Asia's a free agent technically right now, but she's going to resign. And even yeah. if you lose Liz, you made it without Liz before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Plum's a six woman now. Uh, Golly, what's her name? Uh, Hamby's a two-time six-woman. I mean, Jackie Young, you know, they have plenty of players and talent to go back. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think I think they can go, especially with Hammond leading. They can go back. Um, but is it – wait, it's Aces versus the field, though? Oh, wait. Hold on, hold on. Taking them in well, year I mean. All I all I said is that they get back to the finals. You know what? Let, let, me, let, me say, let me say no because what if I mean what if they don't resign? Just just what if uh what if Asia <laughs> and Liz doesn't, but I don't see that happening. I'm just gonna say no just in case, like you know, the Mystics they get really tooled up and healthy and they get to go back. Um, you know, depending on what the storm are able to bring back. Uh Phoenix, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, healthy New York, I don't know, but uh, I just I'm just gonna, good, say quit. just gonna say quit. Right. It really is. This that was kind of tough because I want to say yes, but I yeah. should say no, probably. Yeah, all right, Drew. Number three, I'm glad you mentioned a couple of the names that you mentioned in that last question because they come up in this question as well. Uh, okay. All right. Coach Sandy, Coach Sandy and the New York Liberty are going to win more games than the Phoenix Mercury do in 2022. With it or quit it? One more time. Okay. 
So Coach Sandy and the New York Liberty are going to win more games in 2022 than the Phoenix Mercury with it or quit it. Um. Hmm. <laughs> it's interesting when a question stumps Drew. <laughs> Quit it. Oh, okay. Uh, that tough. <laughs> That's uh, a tough one. Well, I just know I haven't been, you know, a huge believer in Sandy Brondello, even though mm. I like the Liberty. But the Phoenix Mercury, I mean, they're still good. Unless unless they participate in some trades here in a couple of weeks, you know, mm. in the next month and move some big pieces away, then, you know, they'll still be good. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Have it, you don't know. No, okay, what? Ah, change my mind. Okay, Liberty is going to win more. Liberty is going to win more. As long as their talent is healthy, they'll be really good. They're really good. Whether Sandy's a coach or not. Yeah. This is tough. Because <laughs> like I don't want to pick them because like I've never had faith in Sandy like that. They got good <laughs> players, and if they're all healthy, it's going to be a really good mix. Yeah. Is is Tarasi's coming back for the Mercury, isn't she? Or has she signaled one way or the other yet? Uh, there has she hasn't said anything, but we in, at this point, since there hasn't been an announcement, I anticipate DT and Sue to play again. Yeah, I would expect to, uh, but I just didn't know if, if we'd said anything yet. Yeah. All right, Drew. So you're gonna say with it that the Liberty win more than the Mercury at 22? Yes. Okay. So. Number four. There was something that caught my ear last night while watching the ceremony for, for Dirk on Wednesday night, I should say. Okay. Uh, Mark Cuban was talking about the statue that, that they've built of Dirk and how it's going to be in front of this arena and the next arena and the next arena and the next arena or something like that. And and I was thinking, does he, he is he making a plan for, you know, move out of the AAC, which is only, you know, about, I think, two decades old? So my question to you, Drew, is the Dallas Mavericks will be playing in a new arena in the next five years with it or quit it? Five years? Five years. Within five years. Within five years, yeah. So basically, if if they wanted a new arena, then they could, you know, say they've approved plans for a new arena and they start building it and they can move in in two or three years time, basically. So will they be playing in a new arena in five years time? If like this is assuming that they announce tomorrow plans for a new arena or something like that, because maybe they get tired of the parking situation in downtown Dallas. They want, you know, a lot of real estate where they can have a lot of parking maybe they move to Arlington. I doubt that, <laughs> but they, they've also, you know, talked about going up in like Frisco area, like the Cowboys did with the star. Um, so that's the question. Five years with it, quit it. 
Quit it. Quit it. Yeah. I think yeah. they start I th- building. I think they start building something within five years. Okay. But they don't move in five Into years. Playing it. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I don't think that the AAC is to the point that Reunion Arena was when they were wanting to uh to build a new arena. I think it's still one of the best in the NBA and the NHL, of course. And right. it's you know, its ability to to you know transform and, and be used in, in all the different facets. Uh still make it viable in terms of getting big name guests, you know, having multiple sporting teams there. The problem is the is the parking situation, uh, and that that especially with the way that Dallas is growing and and you know they're they're developing everything that could be what ends up driving the Mavericks and the Stars, I guess, away. Yeah, it is a terrible parking situation. Mm-hmm. Don't I know it? Don't it is, I know it? <laughs> it's only good for credentialed media and workers. It truly is. Yeah, and then it's still hectic to get there in the first place. Yeah, um, it's just rush hour right in the middle of everything. It's no space. I mean, you know, people walk yeah. across the street all the time. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hectic out there. They definitely need a better spot. Uh, if you can, but get it's one. our spot and we love it regardless it of it. Is. We love the AAC. You know, I wouldn't be mad at something in the next five years. So, like, if I'm wrong on that, then I mean, awesome. You know, as long as it's a better yeah. place, same um, here, you know, better parking, just better situation for everybody as a whole especially fans um but mm-hmm. um i don't know we'll see we'll see we will see and last but not least number five number boy after his first fantasy football championship in 2021 oh. my man drew over here is going to repeat as a champion in 2022 with, with it, it. No, with, <laughs> it. with it, with it, with it, yeah, yeah, we go repeat. repeat. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be, is it gonna be the same. Is it gonna be the same team? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll you don't, see. Do you don't, I'm pretty don't sure do we redraft the whole team. We redraft the whole team, so I have a okay. good chance. You no, know, it's it's okay. not. I'm not beholden to any players that I have right now. So what what was the key to the championship this year? Who'd you get that led you to the key was health? Um, (laughs) I was able to pick up two Buccaneers in the semifinal game, Antonio Brown and Ronald Jones, who both helped me in that game (laughs) to win. Yeah. Um, But next week, they I mean, one got hurt, and then one, you know, the deal with the team he (laughs) ran off. So yeah thankfully the championship game the other team did worse had their own problems that were worse than mine so i just came out on top had the least amount of problems so i won um but other than that you know came in as a five seed uh it wasn't looking good early then started winning games um the uh the person i beat in the first round was the person i beat to get the five seed (laughs) Mm -hmm. by less than a point in the final week of the season then destroyed him in the first round I breezed through every round, but I guess you could say the last one just because we struggled. Like Yahoo gives you like a rating of the game mm-hmm. afterwards, and we had a D. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty poor championship game out there. Yeah. Pretty, not any, like it was over by, uh, you know, before the, the primetime game on Sunday. Like I yeah. was like, yeah, I had already, already won. So, so, so what, uh, one, one final question who was the number, who was your, your top pick your first round pick that for that team oh my number one pick oh yeah 
Or do you remember? Um, like who would you say was the star of your team, essentially? The star of my team was Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And he didn't go in the first round, though, I'm guessing. No, I think – let's see, number one pick. I think I got Zeke, probably. Yeah. Because I've been picking running backs early, but he definitely wasn't mm-hmm. the star of the team. Aaron Rodgers was. No. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers carried us. We had we had injuries, shuffled some people out. So, uh, and yeah. and by the way, Antonio Brown, I picked him up on the waiver going into the semifinal game week. Like I didn't have him on my team also. Yeah. Even in the early part when he was killing it, he wasn't on my team. But, yeah, I I had yeah. this kind of a similar situation. Uh, I had both Evans and Godwin, and they were doing pretty well most of the season. Then Godwin went down for the rest of the year in that Saints game. And then Evans went down in that Saints game, but was only out for a week. So I picked up Antonio Brown to win the following week. And then last week kind of, you know, forget to change the lineup, have him in, have him kind of be, you know, doing his thing. And and so I ended up winning barely, but I'm not – I wasn't in the race for the championship or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the third place game. But – Got to got to stay healthy. Derrick Henry going down really kind of derailed my championship plan. And now he's back. <laughs> yeah, and now it doesn't even matter. <laughs> doesn't even matter. Oh, that, well. That's the way fantasy go, though. It's what it is. You got a chance to win a fantasy basketball championship, BJ. Get to no. it. Get together, BJ. Don't be just a donator, week. bro. I did win last week, and I'm leading you this did. week. But. I, I don't expect to, to be able to make the playoffs. Make some trades. Talk to me. I'm willing to trade. <laughs> I'm willing to talk. <laughs> oh, but, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode. Thanks to all who watched us live on Twitch. We will be doing these all live on Twitch from now on. For those that don't know and are listening on the podcast platform of their choice, uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram, the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you guys check it out. Follow us on those podcast platforms. Uh, make sure you guys drop a follow on the stream as well so you can check these out and all the other sports streams that come along with this on this channel as well. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for another dope episode. Shout out to my man, VJ. And we will be back again next week for another episode of the Low Down Sports Show.